Welcome to Giant Size Man Things. This is our first episode. We got here with our host, Aaron Kelly. Hi, I'm Aaron. We got James Rouse. And we got me, Steve Garnett, a local legend. Now, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is going to be all about comics, movies, television, pretty much anything that has to do anything with nerd culture. And uh, I just want to go ahead and get started by saying something that actually has nothing to do with any of that stuff. The other day, I was uh, going to grab lunch at Cracker Barrel, and uh, I got like some eggs and bacon or whatever. And when I was standing in line to pay, like, this is going to sound ridiculous, but there's this little girl standing behind me, and dude, I let one loose. I had to fart. (laughs) And hang on. Was it a silent but deadly? It was a silent but deadly. (laughs) It was a silent but deadly, and I was hoping that nobody would notice, right? And all of a sudden, I hear a noise like, and I look behind me, and this little girl literally is about to throw up, and she runs to the bathroom. <laughs> like, no kidding. And, I, and, the, and the lady at the cash register is just, like, shaking her head at me. <laughs> well, she probably thought she did it. Maybe she did. I hope that's what she thought. Well, how old was this little girl? She had to be, like, maybe 11 or something. She's a little girl, man. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go back in that restaurant for a while. <laughs> like, you may go and they may have, like, a poster with your face on it. You know, be like, do not let this guy. Wait, is that why you're a living legend? That's why. That's that's actually it. The number one stinker. <laughs> oh my god, you crop dusted a small child. <laughs> it was an accident. I will say that. Well, you know, they usually are. <laughs> it, you know, if it had been on purpose, something bad might have happened. That's true. Know? What if it wouldn't have been silent? Like, what if it you you know you thought it was, but then it came out and it would have been so loud that like everyone turned and looked at you. You just uh, all you uh, all you can really say at that point would be like, "Goddamn wolf spiders." <laughs> it's a good thing I don't go to Cracker Barrel very often. <laughs> it wasn't the local shop either, thankfully. What's that? Well, you know, I feel like it's Cracker Barrel. There are plenty of people that fart in there. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we can like write a comic book about a guy who does that for his superpowers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know really what kind of crime. What would you call him? Well, you couldn't call him Fart Man because I think that's taken by Howard Stern, right? I believe. Isn't that <laughs> what he called himself? Yeah. That's the, su- the, the Howard Stern superhero. Did they ever make a Fart Man comic? I think they made a movie. Flatulent Boy. Did, did I know that he he the flatulent? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. What would you call his arch nemesis then? Um, Beano Boy, maybe. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about comic books. Uh, I've personally been reading a lot of the new Marvel stuff with all the Axis events going on right. and all that. So I've been pretty into that and. For anybody who doesn't know, the Axis is basically where there's this inversion spell that's cast and everybody who is present just sort of like flips alignment. So we have good characters who are evil now and we have evil characters who are doing good. And uh, we got like Carnage out being a superhero, which is actually a pretty hilarious read if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, you, I, I think you that was what you were telling me about the other day where he's still absolutely 100% insane 
Right. But he's trying to do trying to be a superhero, but he still wants to kill people. Right. There'll be like scenes <laughs> where like he's saving a lady from being mugged and in his mind it's show him kill the lady and then he's like, No, wait a minute, that's that's not right. <laughs> that's that's not how that's gonna work. It's pretty funny <laughs> stuff. I mean you just see Carnage being like a brutal serial killer for years now. And now suddenly <laughs> here he is trying to be a hero. But I feel like he, he's not one of the characters that's going to last with. I'm sure he'll be evil again. I, I will. I will. I have to admit, I will, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to see who they who they leave the alignment flipped on. You know, I mean, there's characters that you know they're not going to. They're not going to leave Iron Man. I hope that they do, though. I like him better as a villain. <laughs> I could see him as a villain, though. I mean, you know, he's 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 a billionaire, and he just does, he doesn't care as a superhero. So he why would he even care as a villain? You know, it's like right. it's like. Public opinion doesn't matter to him at all. It's like, I'm still going to do whatever I like. Just now, it's evil. Yeah, because we got Tony Stark. This is a guy who's very self-centered anyway, right? And, like, in his comic, he's, like, distributing extremists to everybody. And he, like, got in a fight with Daredevil over it and just basically throws him out in the ocean like, see ya. Like, it was nothing for him. <laughs> But, you know, that's still pretty early. I think there's only been two issues of that, so I guess we'll see about that. Yeah. I'd like to have been in on the meeting where they decided to have Daredevil fight Iron Man because that was a good idea. Right. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll have Daredevil, the blind superhero, fight Iron Man. <laughs> and it'll totally work. Yeah, there there, is, there isn't much of a fight, really. <laughs> it's It's not... I feel like in the first issue it really leads up to the battle, and then in the second issue he just like throws them in the ocean. That's pretty much the fight. Um, we got uh, signed from that. I mean, I'm not been into much too, too much DC stuff lately. You guys reading anything DC? Uh, I read some DC stuff off and on. Not as much as I used to since they since they began their new Fifty Two a little over oh, now three years ago, so it's not new anymore. Um, but the Batman books are excellent; they're better than they've been in years. Uh, there are several uh, several other storylines going on right now uh, that are just they're ultra effective. But I'm leery of where they're going to go with their new crossover event for next spring summer convergence. Right. Now, what is Convergence? Uh, Convergence is basically you have Brainiac has found kind of a kind of a a junction between all these different realities, and uh, if any of you are familiar with Brainiac, he uh, he was notorious for stealing cities from alien cultures and miniaturizing them and imprisoning them, and basically he collected samples of all these different cultures and then would destroy the planet from that the city had taken taken it from so he had the only existing samples of that culture so he's now decided to do this with various realities uh, so he's fi- he's figured out a way to capture chunks of realities and he's going uh, to what they're going to do is basically uh, it's very much like Marvel's original secret war story uh, he's going to create a super planet and start chunking these different realities out on it and some of them are going to cross up with one another and basically just see what happens. So you're going to see a return for, of characters from lots of different storylines. Uh, Flashpoint, which was the, the storyline that led into the New 52, uh, 
they're going to bring in uh, the red, the the Superman Red Sun storyline, which was a, a basically a Russian communist version of Superman. Not just Superman, all the superheroes. It was basically the superheroes came to be in Russia instead of in the United States during the Cold War. Uh, so you're going to see, and, and you know, they're they're picking and choosing what they're what they're going to use, and it's you know, there's some of it a little obscure, some of it's very popular, but. I'm 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 just I'm not really sure what they're going to do after that, and I'm the uh, when when the storyline begins, they're going to, for all intents and purposes, uh, for all intents and purposes, cancel or suspend all of their ongoing series, and we're going to have forty-two issue miniseries in two months. Jeez, what is that like? Ten episodes a week? Twenty? There's, <laughs> there's ten issues, or uh, there's ten books coming in. There's ten books coming out every week for two months. For, well, Jeez. it'll be ten books, ten books a week for four weeks, and then the second issues of those same books. Uh, uh, the first, the first run, there's going to be an Adam storyline, and they're going back. They're going to go back to the Ryan Choi version of the Adam, which was the second Adam. Uh, they're going to go back and deal with some issues that were left over from his his that character dying. Uh, you're going to see characters. Uh, interacting with one another that I don't even, I don't even really know where some of these things came from. It's like uh, the 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 Superman book is one of the one of the initial forty or the initial ten books out of the forty. Uh, it's going to deal with a pre fifty two version of Superman who is still involved with Lois Lane who is pregnant. Okay, with his so it's going to be the prequel to Superman Returns. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, you know I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen after Convergence because just my opinion is, is we're going to see some books be re, uh, renumbered back to the original numbering from the pre-New 52 uh, right. series. So do you think they'll go back and continue with the original numbering or do you think they'll start over I, I all over again? Gonna, I, I don't know. I don't think they'll start all over again. I think they'll just revert to the original numbering and, and the, the current volumes will... Now become like a volume three, or a you know, right? Or they may even revert them to a volume one with the original numbering. Well, I've heard, a, I've I've read on the internet on forums and things like that. That's a, what a lot of fans actually want is for them to go back with the original numbering. I've well, the you know, the, there's there are some people that are really really angered that they you know that you you were looking at. Uh, not when the, when they began the new fifty two, they dropped the original run of action comics. And that book was going to be the first comic book in history to reach one thousand issues, oh. and it was not very far from that when they did that, and it kind of it kind of pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but at the same time, you know, books like uh, the Green Lantern, all of the Green Lantern books, kept part of their continuity from the original new or from, or from the original storylines when they started the New Fifty Two, and same thing with Batman. Uh, a lot of a lot of the continuity was left over, and that, that I think that my opinion is that the new, the new fifty two caused more problems than it solved. Uh, because you, you you know some books have continuity, some books still have years of continuity, and others don't. Right, like I personally, you know, I I first got into comic books when I was a little kid, of course, and I I think the big thing that got me into comics was the X Men animated series from the nineties, because you know I was a kid when that was out and. That was just a cool show that back then. It was. It was. And so it led me into getting into comic books, and I, uh, 
after years of collecting comics and reading comics, like my collection got destroyed in a flood, and I kind of walked away from it. And you know, recently within the last year, I've kind of dove back into the comic book world, and I haven't really found anything new Fifty Two that I have really enjoyed. And uh, from what I'm seeing, you know, this is just my own opinion. It seems a lot of people who are into New Fifty Two are, are are actually newcomers to the comic world. Like a lot of Harley Quinn fans jumping on board. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, and then, you know, I mean that that was part of the reason that they did it is you know the. the, the when people are looking at getting into comics and you're looking at, you know, 50, 60 years of continuity, yeah. it, that's very that can be very daunting versus if you go back and say, well, we're going to restart our entire continuity right here. Right. You know, people are only, you know, people are going to be, well, I'll try that out, you know. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it definitely was a, it was a business-based decision more than anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like, even I, I myself, like, I like to start stuff at the beginning. Yeah. It's rare that I'll pick something up in the middle of it and start it. Like, when I watch TV shows, I will not watch one episode, and I have to watch it from the beginning. Right. So, I mean, I get it for that. That makes sense. Eric, are you reading anything from the New 52? Um, well, it's 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 ended. I've been reading uh, The Animal Man. Yeah. Um, started that, but um, let's see. I tried the Harley... I couldn't. It 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 wasn't my I just, thing. I, I, I didn't get past issue one. Of, you know, <laughs> I've never I've never been a huge fan of that character as a one on one character. Now I enjoy uh, I enjoy Suicide Squad. She's a she's a you know an ongoing cast member in in both versions of that. Mm-hmm. And there's another bizarre thing that they've decided to do in the New Fifty Two is like you see books that are already on their second volume in the New Fifty Two. Uh, so you have. Like thirty-two issues of Suicide Squad, and then they just decided to start over at number one and call it the all-new Suicide Squad because of right. some minor cast changes. They got Joker's daughter in there now. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I that's one of the things that I enjoy. There's a lot of interplay between Harley and the the Joker's daughter characters. Like it's mass chaos at all times. Right. That is on. I, I hate one another. They do. Like I. That's one of the fifty-two book, new fifty-two books I've been reading is New Suicide Squad and. It's the relationship between Harley Quinn and Joker's daughter is is pretty crazy. It, it's definitely antagonistic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and for everybody who doesn't actually know who Joker's daughter is, I just she's pretty much a psychopath who's obsessed with the Joker that found the Joker's face in a river and then put it on her own face, which is pretty psycho anyway. Like she's not actually his daughter. <laughs> Does the Joker even have kids? Any kids out there? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I didn't know of any. Uh, but the, the, you know, prior to, prior to Flashpoint in the New Fifty Two, you would often see they would they would do these alternate reality stories with which the most of them they called them Elseworlds, but you would see a Joker's daughter character and they would call her. Uh, I think in one of them, her 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 the character's name was Duella Dent, but she they called her Joker's daughter. Yeah, uh, I and, think, uh, and she was a hero, and it was it was it, that was a weird aspect, but but that that character actually was pretty popular. Um, but so so I you know I was kind of surprised to see that the angle that they went with when they did finally introduce her in, into main the you know their mainstream continuity. Yeah, at least their current mainstream continuity. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. In, I mean, I think she's an interesting character. I kind of hope to see more with her. Just. Because it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of alternate universes and stuff, uh, 
What's up with this uh, popularity of of uh, Gwen Stacy right now? Do you think it's just because of the movies? Like Edge of Spider Verse Two, which is the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, is like it's impossible to find that book. Uh, well, uh, she's she's a very int- I mean it's it's a very interesting alternate universe version of the character because it's basically instead of Peter Parker getting the spider powers, it Gwen, Gwen Stacy, Stacy gets it. Yeah, um, and you know it's 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 a new take and. Very cool looking costume, you know, with the hood. I I, I dug the aesthetic of the costume very much, uh, but I you know I don't follow the Spider Man books, so I don't actually know what's going on there. But but I think that that you know Marvel is actually pulling in a lot of business because there are so with the popularity of the movies and TV shows right now, there are so many people walking through comic book shop doors that have never been in there before. Right, and so. Well, I read that when Rocket Raccoon, the first issue came out, that like it was some of their highest sales that they've had in years. Oh yeah, on that book alone. And, and, yeah, and that you know that that character's been around since the late '60s, early '70s, and never in my life did I ever think that that there would be a Rocket Raccoon comic book that was a top selling top selling book every month, but. There yeah, I, I, you know, I was not familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> until I found out that they were Marvel was making a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. I looked it up. Yeah, I was like, I never even heard of this one. Yeah, and you know, they they went with some some really weird directions there because the the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie is not the original Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, right, the original team showed up in like these uh, Marvel anthology books back in the uh, mid early to mid seventies, and. Uh, they were set. Uh, the The book was set in you know in the 30th century, you know, so in the far future, and so it's it's you know it's after all these big intergalactic wars. Earth has been overthrown. It was like like they were the subject of a, of uh, of this alien empire called the Badoon. The Badoons. The Badoons. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm talking and, about. And that's basically the the Badoon or this despotic galaxies conquering you know got uh, galaxy conquering race and. That's that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy came from. You have all these characters that were kind of slaves, and they escaped and kind of team up and start kind of start a guerrilla war. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can kind of follow those original characters' adventures now in the Guardians Three Thousand yeah, book, Guardians right? Three Thousand. They brought that brought that back, and there was a there was a series that ran back in the nineties, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy series that ran. It was the first volume of the actual Guardians of the Galaxy comic. It was about seventy-five issues that followed them. Right. Uh, there were some decent stories in there. A lot of a lot of that was Marvel had Marvel made some questionable decisions in the seventies. As far as that, they they kind of pimped whatever character was popular in their mainstream universe. Like, oh well, let's Ghost Rider's popular. Let's make a Ghost Rider in the year three thousand. You know, right. and it's like hey, he's an alien and has a big spot coming out of his head. And you know. It's, uh, <laughs> You know, that one I didn't particularly care for, which is weird for me to say because I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan. But How'd you like those Nick Cage movies? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind the first one that much. Uh, it, they kind of they kind of took everything that was cool about Ghost Rider and because there's been two or three different Ghost Riders. Uh, and it's like what you know, Johnny Blaze, the original Ghost Rider, at least as far as the biker version of the Ghost Rider, there was a Wild West hero. Who had nothing to do with any of the rest of them? Uh, uh, the, he was by and far the most popular Ghost Rider ever, and so you know I, th- I thought it was cool that they went with that. But there was the the aesthetic of the character was the Ghost Rider from the '90s, who was an entirely different character. Right. 
but then you know they went they went with the aesthetic of the actual character, but like the flaming bike, like the hell bike, that's straight out of the seventies. You know, it's the you know it's it's still a you know a long fork chopper with flaming wheels, and which you know really in the seventies they just made it a flaming motorcycle, like the whole thing was on fire, <laughs> um, which was odd. But uh, so, so they kind of rolled everything together in the first movie, and you know they. It wasn't a horrible movie, you know. They, they, it was, it was, it was a good first try. It was all right. That second movie was a pile of shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'll just come straight. I, and say I, this I actually couldn't finish it. I did not as finish a, that movie. As a Ghost Rider fan, I, I have to say, I, someone had gotten into the bad drugs <laughs> when they were writing that. I, I don't know what in the hell they were thinking, but just it was bad. I like to like, imagine that Left Behind is a prequel to the Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think Jimmy's right on like uh, the success of like uh, when they're doing these movies, you know, like that, like that can kind of make or break the character nowadays for people going. Like for instance, uh, the Ghost Rider films weren't really successful. It's not like Ghost Rider became some huge right. popular like a you know yeah uh, like a Guardians is like huge a Guardians. Right now. And you know maybe if they didn't reboot Spider Man, uh, you know from Raimi to uh, I don't know who who, who who actually directed those new ones, but. Um, you know, they could try Spider-Gwen, but it wouldn't be what it was because, you know, Gwen Stacy was not in Remy's uh, movies. And uh, let's see, what else was I? Like, uh, Jonah Hex, for instance, is a really cool character, but that movie was so right, shitty. Yeah, that's really that, They can make that, or break them. That, you know, it's not like Jonah Hex, you know, no one, you know, is... I mean, I think people character. are still afraid to even touch anything to do with Daredevil because of that Ben Affleck movie. Well, it will be... Which wasn't even... I mean, it was, the movie was cheesy, that was what hurt that movie. It, was, it just came across as hokey as hell. And it wasn't even badly written. And one of the complaints that I heard was, you know, about Michael Clark Duncan playing the Kingpin. It was like, Kingpin's wise. Like, how do you know? He's actually, <laughs> you know, they, they've never said that. Yeah. He right. kind of looks white, but he could be really any race. Right. You know, and my, I'm sorry, Michael Clark Duncan was one of the beaming things yeah. in the movie. You know, he played the Kingpin to the bone. You know, the great character. My problem with with that movie really was Daredevil. Yeah. Well, hopefully that new Netflix Daredevil will. I'm hoping so. It, I I have high hopes for it. Well, do you think um, Affleck will be a pretty decent Batman? Or uh, I believe so because my my you know my my chief issue with that is you know the care the, the the people that they cast in the roles need to look like the characters, and so when they announced that they that they that they were going to cast a Ben Affleck as Batman, I was like. Mm. No, no, not really. But I've, you know, I, I've seen several several photos posted lately. It's like you know, people have snapped pictures of him walking out of a gym. Man is huge. Like he has been spending a hell of a lot of time in a gym, <laughs> like a lot of time. And you know, I personally, I, there has to be some steroids. He's huge. And he, I mean, I'm I'm a good sized dude, and he's got arms the size of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him. We got that Will Smith as Deadshot in the new Suicide Squad movie. Some people are voicing their opinions about that I issue. Mean, uh, there, there's an entirely too many people. Uh, there are entirely too many people. It's like a, you, you know, I do say, I, and I realize that I just said that you know the character needs to look, the, you know, the person <laughs> the character needs to look like the character in you know in the comic. In that case, I don't think I don't think it's about casting. Smith Smith's a good actor. He's he's done plenty of action roles before, and that is definitely going to be one. Uh, 
So, and this would be his second superhero with, uh, what was it, Hancock? Oh, yeah, Hancock. Yeah. I almost forgot yeah, about Hancock. Hancock. Hancock not re- kind of a comic yeah. book base. I love the movie. I like the, the, the idea yeah. of a drunk superhero just is fantastic to me. Uh, but, you know, at, and speaking of which, you know, the, the, that whole storyline in that movie where you, when you find out why he drinks... <laughs> you know, because he has no memory of who he is and thinks that everyone, you know, who the, you know, when he's when he's sitting there talking about what kind of bastard must I have been that nobody came for me when I had uh, amnesia, you know, and and can't really conduct himself very well amongst humans just because he's definitely not one of them, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but I th- I think Smith in the role of Deadshot is going to be great. I do, I do kind of feel like that that role probably should have gone to the guy that plays played Floyd Lawton, Deadshot, and Arrow. Yeah, I love that guy. He's that, awesome. That guy is once again like like the deal with Mark, Michael Clark Duncan. I mean, he's playing that playing that role to the hilt. But you know, I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. My my concern about the movie, and I'm not concerned with the casting. I'm concerned with the characters' presence more than anything. Is Joker? Yeah, that. Because Jared Leto is the Joker. Jared, Jared Leto is a great actor. If anybody can pull off the Joker, I'm, I'm sure he can do it. But why is the Joker in a Suicide Squad movie? I don't recall the Joker ever being in the Suicide Squad, and I'm a Suicide Squad fan. Do you think it's just because of Harley Quinn? Probably. You know, I and I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they're going to include him in kind of a wraparound aspect. I mean... But then there's also the possibility that you're going to look and see something along the lines of the story, the storyline when uh, the Joker returned in the New Fifty Two, uh, when that when they began the death of the family storyline. Right. Harley Quinn finds out that that he's coming back and loses her mind and just kind of runs off. And then you know in the Suicide Squad they're kind of pressed labor. You know it's like. They can be killed for leaving. Right. You know, she she just kind of went AWOL. And so I'm wondering if they're going to work that aspect into the into the movie a little bit. I will bet you that in this new in the Suicide Squad movie, one of these characters that is in it is probably going to get killed in it for trying to run off. They'll I'll, blow Amanda Waller will yeah. push the button and blow them up. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm curious as to see I'm, what I'm curious about now is is you know there there are a lot of names being thrown around for Amanda Waller's character. I heard Oprah Winfrey. Is that real? Bizarrely, bizarrely, I could get behind that. Uh, because Oprah Winfrey has done a fair amount of acting in her day, but you know before she became a talk, t- talk show host, and she was a good actress, and you know she kind of looks like the original version of Amanda Waller. It's possible that could create a whole new breed of Oprah fans. It could, <laughs> and, and you know, like I said, it's like it, the, I'm afraid though that there's going to be some some slight confusion on that too, because. Everything that, if you, especially if you look at the cast of characters that they're using, they're using an old team from the Suicide Squad. Right. And, you know, Oprah Winfrey looks like the original version of Amanda Waller versus the new version of Amanda Waller looks like a fucking model. Right. There is something real recent that I saw. Oh, have you seen that animated film, Assault on Arkham? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, Nate, isn't she like a huge... Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a good-sized woman. Yes. Uh, and you know, in in just in a lot of the animated stuff that they've done, when that character shows up, that's how they that's how they've always portrayed her. You know, uh, even you know some of the some of the uh, Justice League cartoons and the Batman cartoons, and they've all excellently used the character. That was the that was the depiction of the character that they went with. Right. You know, and it it's just that's that to me is what the character naturally looked like. 
Yeah, I hear you, because when I, when I, once I saw her drawn pretty much looking like a supermodel, I was slightly confused at first. Like, which one is Amanda Waller? Right. Right, and you know, I kind of, I kind of hate that they're that they're doing stuff like that. But then you you have to look back at like <laughs> the Green Lantern movie. Amanda Waller was in that movie. You know, I Angela, skipped out on Green Lantern. I didn't watch it. Angela Bassett played Amanda Waller in that movie, but she was she was very much, uh, she was far more like the original version of Amanda Waller than the current version. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to the Joker, I uh, there's a lot of people that don't think uh, Jared Leto's a good pick, or they think he is a good pick. I will never judge because uh, I would have never thought that um, Heath Ledger would have been no, a good judge. I agree. Never All I can think of was that movie, A Knight's Tale or whatever it was, and I was like, eh. That and uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the, just the pretty boy, and I, I, I never thought that he could I'm get that, going, I'm that a, crazy, right, I guess. I'm, I'm never going to repeat to you what I said when they cast Heath Ledger as the judge. <laughs> We're too disrespectful nowadays. Huh? Uh, well, you know, he is dead, but... But, you know, it's like I, I was not nice about it at all. And, you know, you've heard the kind of language that I'm using on the show. Well, now I'm not going to repeat what I said. <laughs> the, man ate, the man made me eat my words. No, I didn't uh, hear you there. Previous to that, and, and you know, I mean, the, I, I was one of the ones that was making the comparisons. Like, he's never going to out-Joker Jack Nicholson. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. That was a... He is the Joker. Yeah. And he may always be the Joker as far as I'm concerned yeah. now. If for some reason you haven't he seen... He is the Joker that, 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 that sets the bar for all other Jokers at this point. Oh, definitely. But, like, you know, how are you going to top him? I like the whole tone of uh, Nolan's trilogy, too. Because uh, uh, Nicholson was more of like a, you know, like a clown. Yeah. Kind of more of a, not as dark of a Joker, I guess. He as, was more like as, the Cesar Romero Joker yeah. from, from the Batman series. The yeah. TV show. Um, a classic show. Yes. Pow. I do want to touch base on uh, Mark Miller claims that Jupiter's Legacy Issue 5 is finally coming out here. And uh, how long has it been since the last one About came a out? year. It's been a year, year and a half, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll believe that when I have it in my hand because that's already been claimed at least once in the last yeah, six I, months. Yeah, the last time that... that, it, was that so, it was solicited through Diamond Comics again. And, yeah. And it's like, oh, it came out this week. It no, was it originally didn't. slated... Or the, the last <laughs> I saw was, like, I think October 28th. And yeah. it was actually it was like, oh, it listed as coming week, yeah. out. And he blamed Frank quietly, which I, you know... I don't know if that's true because Miller is never, but you know, like he he is never uh, really punctual with putting stuff out. But a year is a bit much. It is, it is, and you know, I mean, sometimes you you run into the production issues that that you don't even really want to get into. Like I was, I was speaking with somebody today about Joe Joe Bennett has uh, has resolicited. Uh, he's restarting, or he's not restarting. He is going to continue his Lady Mechanica series, which is this. Kind of fantastic, uh, very steampunk aesthetic series that that I was reading several years ago, and, and you know the first three or four issues came out, and it just kind of vaporized after that, and nothing was said about what happened to it. Uh, and I was talking with Remington Riddle of Mountain Empire Comics earlier, and he was telling me that there were a lot of production issues behind the scenes that caused that, and now all of that has been solved. So and, and instead of restarting the series, what he's going to do is uh, do a couple of uh, what they call bumper editions, which is uh, he's going to reprint the first two issues and the uh, then the second two issues as one book, uh, you, know, a, you know, a pair of issues in one book, and then start with a fifth issue or a fourth, whatever the numbering was. But... Um, and just continue the series as though it never stopped, which I think is great because it it was 
a really great series and it was being you know pretty well received and just kind of fell apart you know there at the end which I think part of uh, maybe part of Miller's thing is that he's you know he's really busy because he's announced uh, a series of Chrononauts he's announced a prequel to Jupiter's Legacy before he can even finish this <laughs> one this right. the, the series yeah. he's working on and you know also uh, Secret Service uh, which I think which that movie is, comes out next February, yeah, and then the, uh, the Kingsman, Kingsman Secret yeah, Service, yeah. and then Nemesis has been announced. Superior's been announced, so he's probably been pretty busy. But it's like you know, before you work on a prequel to a series that is not even finished. Well, and I and I've noticed that that he doesn't have this problem when he is uh, working for someone else, like Marvel DC. You know. Those, when he's working for them, the series gets finished. Yeah, the kick-ass <laughs> like, is they came, out, they came out pretty, I mean, pretty, yeah, regularly. pretty regularly. And, I mean, you know, he's stuck to them, um, so. But, but you know, as far as the Millar verse goes, finish a book, dude. <laughs> you know, I, the, the, I was I was actually shocked when, uh, uh, what was the star of? Uh, Starlight. Star when Star when he finished Starlight. That's crazy. I, yeah, I was like, of all the things that you could have finished, that was the one that you just went ahead and put it all out on time. Yeah, that may be the only <laughs> that may be the only series that actually came out monthly too. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the series. I love yeah. it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a very kind of kind of uh, uh, updated take on on kind of the flat the Flash Gordon mythos. Yeah. You know, uh, not. Ripping off Flash Gordon at all? It's a very, it's 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 a very much its own story, but fantastically well done. But you know, you you look at. I, I was honestly when you know when we got down to that last issue, I was expecting to not see it for at least a couple of years, yeah. or ever. Well, since the last issue of Jupiter's Legacy, which was four, we've seen uh, uh, the ending of Kick Ass. We've seen six issues of Starlight. We have seen I think four issues of MPH. So it's like he's. I think he just needs a manager, I think is what it is. He needs somebody to, like, make sure he finishes something before he yeah. moves on. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I can understand. You know, he's he's popular. He, you know, they're picking his stuff up for movies left and right because he's a brilliant writer. But finish your damn book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't try to sell it as a movie until it's over. <laughs> And you know, I've loved many of his series. You know, it's like I've, I, you know, I, I, especially the early Kick-Ass stuff was great. Uh, Superior was great. I didn't particularly care for Nemesis, and just, but just, it didn't. You know, sometimes the story just doesn't yeah. get me the right way. Uh, but, but you know, all of the other stuff of his that I've read, it's all right. Yeah. Did you finish Kick-Ass? All three of them? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I've never read it. I've just seen the first movie. I didn't watch the second one. So I sort of missed the train on that one. The I enjoyed the first two series, and the, you know the Hit Girl series was pretty decent. Uh, though I was he involved in that? Yeah. Okay. He was Miller. The uh, you know the second movie was all right. The best thing was probably on screen time, maybe five minutes on screen, which is uh, Jim Carrey as uh, Stars and Stripes. That yeah. was that was without doubt the best thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that the yeah. other day. It's like I would not have even known that that was Jim Carrey yeah. if he hadn't been posting about it online, yeah. you know. So, you know, even when he opened his mouth, the voice that came no, out yeah. didn't, didn't sound right. But, I mean, credit for credit to do, Carrey's a good actor. Everybody thinks he's this goofy bastard, but, you know, he's played some pretty serious roles in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, and definitely. That, and all of those were his best movies, oh, yeah. I think. I agree. 
Let's move on to our weekly comic picks. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start out and say that my pick of, of all the comics that came out last week, my pick of the week is probably Birthright, issue three. Yeah. It's a newer series. It's oh, Like I just said, it's in its third <laughs> issue. And I don't want to give too much away about it because, like, this is a book that hooked me on the first issue. And I felt the same way. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much about this kid who goes out in the woods and gets lost and ends up, like, in another world. And then he comes back, like, not... It's like four, maybe five years after the fact, but when he comes back, you know, he's aged like 15 years. Right. And, like, I almost don't want to say too much more about it, just because yeah. even you know, in the first yeah, issue, at the end of it, there's a little twist that makes you be like, oh. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's really nothing else you could say beyond what you just said. So I definitely know? recommend anybody, if you can find some a copy of it still, get into well, Birthright. A guy at my work that, uh, 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 you know, Mary Bell at Mid-City, yeah. her husband Alex, he came in one day and he read through my uh, issue, number one issue of Birthright, and he... It's just been talking about it ever since. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the cool thing is, is that, you know, if you guys are interested in picking it up, the second print just hit the shelf this week. Oh, second print. Yeah, I saw that. So, uh, oh, they got it at Mountain Empire Comics right now, the yeah. second printing of the first issue. Right. So everybody get in on that one. But that's that's my and pick then, of the week. Uh, Rem- I think Remington said earlier that they are planning a second printing on the second issue also. So. Awesome. Which I haven't still, uh, I'm a little behind. I actually haven't read um, all of my subscriptions. But out of what I read, I think mine is uh, the third issue of Men of Wrath. Men of Wrath? Yeah, and if you're not familiar with that, um, to not give too much away, it's about a hitman who's really ruthless. Um, I mean, that is very, very obvious in the first issue. But he is really ruthless, and he is uh, accepting a contract um, that is actually his son. Yeah. And that may be up in there, but I, th- yeah, I think that, it's a that son. Was, so. uh, that was that was a that was an interesting twist there. Yeah. That, you know, there's there's a little more there's a little more family history that goes with it. I I agree with your pick too. I think it, I think that this is a great series. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a four issue miniseries. So you know you know you're looking at one more issue come out, and you've got a, you know you've got a, a you know a good quick little story there, and then it's over. And they're all readily available. You can, you should be able to walk into nearly any comic book shop and probably pick up every issue of it right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. My pick for this week was the first issue of Secret Six. Now I didn't get to read that. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, the Secret Six is basically a a team of supervillains, similar to Marvel's version of the Sinister Six. Okay. Um, but uh, th- this is kind of a it's kind of an, a new take on it, and a, you know there's there are. Several members in the team that haven't been a part of the part of the group previously. Uh, one, the one, the one real character that has always, uh, almost always been in the book is this. Uh, you know, he's kind of a cut rate. He was always kind of a cut rate supervillain in in DC called Catman. Catman. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, this 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 new take on the character, which the, the, this book is being written by Gail Simone, who is a fantastic comic book writer. Um, her her take on this character is a little bit a little bit fresh, uh, so you know. Uh, but but they're also including uh, one of the which we talked about this a few minutes ago. Uh, also in the team there is a one of the Talons from uh, the Court of Owls story. They're the they're the, they're these kind of zombie undead assassin ninjas. But it's unclear at this point whether or not this Talon is a Talon that we've seen before or a, a previously unknown Talon. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's it's. It's a brand new series. Just started this week. I think I'm. I'm personally. I'm going to give it three or four issues to see. You know, see where see where she goes with it. All right. 
it's the this has been it's always been a series that surprised me in the past when I started reading it. You know, uh, uh, the, there were there was an entire storyline in the last series where they end up in Carteris and meet the Warlord from DC, which is this uh, basically it's it's like an inner Earth fantasy realm uh, inside the planet where there are dinosaurs and sorcery and super science and it's very much kind of like Thunder of the Barbarian. Okay. You know? Um, which you know, if any uh, really any old old comics fan is familiar with that show, because it was uh, you know the Jack the King Kirby was heavily involved with that one. But uh, you know the, that that was a weird weird place for that story for that team, for that book for that team to end up, and and uh, but but they really made it work, and you know the, you know, uh, they they use these kind of second rate characters to maximum possible effect in the book. Never really been long lived, but I hope that that's going to change this time. That would be so cool. Would. So that that's my pick for the week. Awesome! That sounds. I might have to check it out myself. I'm sure you can. I can still find a copy of that. All right, I'll you mine. All right, yeah, either one. Uh, next week, the nobody else I know except for me and my brother Dave are excited about this comic coming out next week called Scoriers. <laughs> Has anybody heard of this? It's a I'll like a, a squirrel warrior. It's, it's, right? it's about these. <laughs> It's about these little squirrel warriors, and they're like fighting these rats. I guess it's like a fantasy, but almost kind of you know, kind of like a mouse guard, but with squirrels. That, maybe that was actually is just it what so? I was thinking. It's like I'll probably give it a shot though, but based on what you and Dave have told me about the series, it's like I love mouse guard, and, and the art is awesome. So it. it's not a remake of like the movie Warriors with squirrels. No, <laughs> okay. the Warriors uh, featuring squirrels. Okay, <laughs> I was way wrong. Thank God. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Now I want to see that movie. Yeah. If you had to pick like a, a series, let's say out of like the last maybe maybe six months, like a really current series that has been your favorite, what would what would you say? Out of the last six months? Or I mean somewhere. I mean a very, very recent. I mean, you know. I'm really getting into spread right now. If, yeah, if, if, if an issue with spread would have came out last week, that would have been my pick of the week. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what spread is, it's like pretty. It's hard to explain, really, but uh, it's basically about there's like this plague that looks like a bunch of blood and guts, and if you touch it, you're screwed. <laughs> and there's this guy who finds this baby whose tear, whose tears are like a is, cure for it. And the guy's name's No, yeah. and he pretty much just says No all the time. <laughs> He's Have you read like, it no. Here, no. no, I've not read it. It's really good I, though. I've got one. I've pi- I've picked up a couple issues of it, but I'm, I've got one that's missing. I kind of I kind of want to sit down and read, you know, two or three issues consecutively. If this uh, interests you, I don't know. There is a scene with breast milk. Okay. <laughs> God, that, that, that sold a couple this people. Time, it's finally happened. That sold a couple people. I told about. Spread has been solid, uh, which has only been Two Tooth and Claws. And I haven't read the second, but the first one was really solid. Uh, I liked Tooth and Claw. I'm glad I got that first print because they had to change the name of the book. To uh, now it's called Autumn Lands Tooth and Claw. What what was what was the deal with that? There was a uh, there was a there's a copyright infringement issue. There was a a late series it? in the '90s also called Tooth and Claw, but it, it was also put out by Image. But it's like I guess whoever did the '90s series doesn't want. There's like about a cat lady and a dog boy or some weird. I don't really. I'm not familiar. I could be wrong. You know what? I think I've got a couple issues of that. (laughs) I think it had. I think Stan Winston was involved in that somewhere. Which I mean, 
you know, Stan, Sam Winston School is one of the, you know, it's one of the big movie production schools out there, but they, they, they do a lot with fantasy art, too, um, and special effects. But I'm, I'm wanting to say that, that there was a tooth and claw that was involved with Stan Winston, but I can't swear that that's absolutely correct. But Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't even thought of that series in a yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently somebody remembered it, because now they got a name change on there. Um. Outcast has been solid. Witches has been solid. I like witches. Witches is awesome. Humans has been entertaining. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's the best thing out there, but it's definitely pretty entertaining. I mean, if you have a a, a, like a motorcycle gang of of monkeys, and one of them is getting a blowjob during a funeral, I mean, that's that's pretty entertaining. (laughs) I feel like I have to throw in there that it was not. At the graveside, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, behind so, yeah, the tree. It was behind a tree. That makes it yeah, a little better. Behind a tree over the woods. This wasn't Gigi Allen's funeral. Yeah, it was not the guy in the casket. <laughs> I, <was getting> <laughs> <laughs> oh I give you props for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 nah. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, Wow, I read so many books. What would I pick from the last six months? Uh, uh. <laughs> You've caught me off guard. Uh, the, the, probably the probably one of the things that I've read. I'm going to do a review in a minute. I've got uh, one of the things that I've read in the last six months that I've enjoyed the most has been uh, uh, Five Ghosts, which the series has been running for a little over a year now. So, you know, a little, little bit further back than you were talking, but but it's it's probably one of my favorite new books. So, I think I'll go with that for my for my pick for the last six months. You know, five ghosts. And I've heard didn't I think I heard that didn't I get picked up for a sci-fi show? I have heard that but, also, but by I'm the sci-fi heard, channel, like yeah, I should specify. I'm, I've not heard anything else, uh, and and that was prior to sci-fi deciding that they were just going to basically go back to the drawing board and try and try to fix what they've been doing, uh, because you know. Back in the day, Sci-Fi put out Battlestar Galactica and several other, you know, pretty decent series. And every now and then, they'd even make an original movie that was pretty good. But for the last several years, it's just been—I wouldn't even call it B, you know, B Sci-Fi. It's more like D or F, you know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like Sharknado. Sharknado and all of its sequels. Yeah, entertaining movies, not Citizen Kane at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the budget is for like a Sharknado. Oh, about I mean, six dollars. <laughs> six dollars. Here's six bucks. Make us a movie. Oh. Have you seen that, by the way? Have you seen Sharknado? I've seen, I've seen the first one. <laughs> that classic chainsaw scene through the shark gets, gets me every time. Uh, and, you know, I've got to say, uh, the, the pop vinyl, I want the pop vinyl Sharknado figure. Actually, I actually haven't seen that. They have one a, of those? It's a plastic tornado with a shark sticking Do out. they really make that? Oh, yeah. Look That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! I have never like pop vinyls are just insanely cute, and they make you know they make all this cool stuff. They've even you know uh, they they've even made some some kind of obscure characters, but I've never had the desire to buy one. But I saw the Sharknado pop vinyl, and I, was like, <laughs> I might need that <laughs> because <laughs> must have. Yeah, I'm not usually too big on the uh, like the art style. So. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's basically it's it's kind of a kind of a twist on super deformed chibis and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> but 
but it, you know, it's 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 been a pretty solid, pretty solid run of toys for a while. And people are crazy about yeah. them, man. It's oh, I know, like, man. I'll see people posting on Instagram where they have like a thousand of them like, or I've something. Got, I've, you know, the, they've got, I've, got, I've got this variation and this mispack. It's like who cares? It's like <laughs> yeah, there's they release oh, them for like everything. Those in the mini Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. That, those mini mates is another thing that like. I don't know because they're like an inch tall, you know, well, and it's like with the I can kind of see the mini mates because I mean, you know that that is something that's going to appeal to like collectors of the Lego figures. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the Lego mini figs. You know, the, it's a it's a very short jump to go to a mini mate. It, a, a really a mini mate is a Lego figure. It's like going from blueberry pie to apple pie, right? Or some other kind of berry, or any kind of berry. Right? <laughs> But it's not as extreme as going full rhubarb. Oh, yeah, you don't want to go full rhubarb. I prefer <laughs> key lime myself, but, you know. <laughs> key lime. Can't key go wrong pie. with that key lime pie. Key lime pie. I'm like key lime pie in years. And somebody's going to get shot in this restaurant before it's over. <laughs> <laughs> if you people don't know what movie I'm talking about, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Let's see. Next, next week, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. Which, by the time you hear this, will be tomorrow. Or midnight tonight. Or midnight tonight. <laughs> I'm definitely picking it up. Yeah. There's, like, multiple versions coming out. There's yeah. Best Buy's got a steel book. Walmart's got multiple slip covers. And Target's got, like, uh, more, more, more content. More content. It's hard to pick. I think I'm going to go for the steel book at Best Buy if I can get my hands on it. I did not pre-order it. Yeah, it's been, it has been sold on BestBuy.com for a while now, so. Surely they're going to have a million copies in the store. I mean, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the biggest movie of the year by right. and far. You know, it's still making money hand over fist. Yeah. So I'm sure you could probably right now go out to a second-run theater tonight sit down and watch the movie for 2 or $3. I'm pretty sure that... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they still have it at Reel to Reel. Yeah. Uh, if they if they don't, they just dropped it last week. So. Right. And it would definitely be the best 2 or $3 you would spend. So. By and far. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm an instant fan once I saw it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't, uh, I, I, I've gone and saw it. I, I've gone to see it two or three times. I've gone and saw it. I've gone and, <laughs> I, I forgot how to talk for a minute. Ain't no worry. Words is thick. <laughs> uh, I've only actually seen it one time, so I... What? Yeah. Sacrilege. Get that, get out. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Go man. see it. Dude, one day you're going to be talking to your children or grandchildren. You'll be embarrassed to admit that. They got us at one time during the For the love of God. Run. And they'll be like. For the love of God, download a torrent or something. In no way do we condone stealing movies off the internet. Uh, <laughs> is that your movie of the year? If you that's my, yeah, that's my movie of the year, yeah. definitely. Guardians of the Galaxy all the way. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple, of, I've seen some pretty solid movies this year. It's been a good, a good year for movies. This movie was so good, it made me like classic songs that I didn't even like before, like <laughs> Escape, the Pina Colada song. I never thought that I'd be sitting in my living room jamming out the like... The Home song? If you like me, God, at midnight. That, now that, that's like normal for me. I will do a, uh, uh, I, I'd actually plan on doing like a rundown maybe uh, a week or two away of my favorite movies of the year, so you'll have to wait and see what mine is. Oh, we'll definitely be I'll waiting be for it. We can do an episode based on that. Guardians, I'll tell you Guardians is not number one, so. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to quit this podcast already. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. <laughs> you can't quit, we're not getting paid. That's true. <laughs>
That's true. If anyone would like to pay us. <laughs> we will be accepting donations. We haven't created our PayPal account yet. <laughs> so we accept donations on PayPal, and if you would like to donate those comments and toys, we will accept those as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. You can uh, you can follow us on Instagram on... I, I put stuff out all the time about the podcast, things about comics. I'm giant size man, Steve. That's my personal account. We've, you can follow. <laughs> is there underscores in there. Right yes, there right? is underscores. But if you search giant size man, Steve, it will pop right up. Uh, <laughs> should we? Um, that's what she said. Should we clarify that uh, when we like the podcast? I think was like a kind of. I was driving my car and told Steve that we should do this, but the name giant size man things is not necessarily meant to be uh, perverted. I think we should cla- clarify yeah, for the listeners. We should talk about that. Well, let's <laughs> talk about the name for a minute before we go. In the seventies, um, you know, there was a comic release called Giant Size Man Things, and I, I, I don't know how. Um, well, there's a Marvel character, Man Thing. He's kind of like a swamp thing, <laughs> yeah. kind of. Uh, sort of. He's the, sort of. There's, there's this anomaly in the like down in the Florida glades and, and it's called the nexus of all realities and the man thing is the guardian of the nexus right, right. Uh, but his origin story is pretty close to the swamp thing he's like I, he looks kind of like swamp thing like swamp with thing. stuff hanging off of his face yeah uh, but you know he was a you know it's this classic story scientist working out in the swamp ends up mutating into this big monster so they, you know, they make giant size versions of comics like giant size X Men and yeah, things they, like they, that. So of course they put out a giant size man thing, and you know people always kind of thought that sounded a little bit funny. It's the dirtiest, but then I, it's I, just about the dirtiest comic book name ever. Do you think <laughs> that they like they did that not assuming people would think dirty, or do you think they did that and when they said the name they were snickering? Like laughing, like yeah. yeah. I bet, I bet they saw oh, it on man, paper it and they was, were like, <laughs> "It was the early '70s, yeah. and these are artists and writers." No, no one, no one, no one goes. Giant size man things. <laughs> so I figured, you like, know, and you know, I feel, you know, I feel like, you know, especially when you guys started, you know, even before you invited me to be involved in it, when you start, when you when you put up the Facebook page, and I keep seeing people's names popping up, it's like this person likes giant size man things. I was snickering my ass off every time, and then I realized my name was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I thought it'd be kind of a funny name for the show, Giant Size Man Things. Because, you know, we're talking about all these things. But don't be confused, the show's for women, too, of course. It's not, <laughs> it's not only man things, it's everybody things, really. Yeah, really. As long as you're a nerd, you're going to get down with us. You know, and, and, and our Giant Size Man Things. You know, later they, they even tried to take that character in a, like a horror direction, and then, you know, then they put the tagline on it's like... Whatever knows fear burns at the touch of the man thing, which was no damn better. No damn better. <laughs> it was actually so much worse. <laughs> so, so, oh god, it burns! It burns! If you had to pick one, Jimmy, man thing or swamp thing? If I had to pick one, as far as writing, like the better story. The better story, I, I would have to go with swamp thing. That's what I would do. Which, which I have only read more swamp thing. But I don't know if I should read another Swamp Thing personally because. Uh, well, I've been, I've been, I mean, that's one of the characters that they restarted in the New Fifty Two, and they they kind of did something that I questioned. You know, the, they had a, they had a sub imprint uh, with DC called Vertigo that was this kind of highbrow line of books, but they were also very weird. You know, there was a lot of horror stuff went on in that. 
which Swamp Thing was originally a horror character. He was created by uh, Lim Wine and Bernie Wrightson, I think, uh, both horror comic legends. Um, but uh, that eventually, it, they just, it was like they kept, the, the, the stories were, well, you can only do so much with the damn Swamp Monster, you know, and that, but they, they restarted, you know, they were, I think it was volume three, number 19, Alan Moore, started writing the book and it mm -hmm. became very highbrow and there was a lot of ecological issues and interpersonal relationships and fantastically written series. I mean, it's, it is by and far what made Alan Moore a legend. Yeah. And, um, a lot of, I mean, some people don't know, but Alan Moore also, uh, created Constantine, his first appearances yes. in Swamp Thing. In Swamp um, Thing, yeah. And, and I'm hearing great things about that TV show, but uh, apparently there's some question as to whether or not it's going to continue. Constantine? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a you know it's a Friday night 10 p.m. slot. And that's they're, horrible. They're, they're, it's, it's like it's like NBC is like okay we've got a comic book show let's put it in the worst slot. Well, that and that's we the thing is, you know get. it's on you know like I think it's the network it's on they're wanting millions and millions and millions of views you know like if it was on AMC or something getting the number of views it's getting they would love it you know it's oh it's yeah amazing. yeah yeah uh, and you know I'm not hearing anybody dislike the show I know a lot of people are talking about it but you know they're, they're only doing 13 episodes and you can't you can't set up a series in 13 yeah. episodes what the hell are they thinking you know right like bad idea NBC hush you know give it a whole season not half a season yeah. You're, you're you're about to make a firefly mistake. <laughs> sure, right. I'll go ahead and say that out loud. Yeah. Like people, did, have you guys hired somebody to make decisions? You used to work at Fox because it sounds like you have. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Fox. We'll save we'll save Fox for next time. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go ahead and close it out today. Check out us on Giant Size Man Steve on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at GS Man Things. Uh, follow us or like us on Facebook. Just do a search for Giant Size Man Things. And we will hopefully see you again I next time. swear to you, I just saw something staring at us in the back. <laughs> you, I, I'm prom, I'm not even around right now. And hopefully we survive on what that note long enough to do the next episode of Giant Size Man Things.